Hello and welcome to the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott with Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program. And today's topic is why your diagnosis can be dangerous or the dangers of your diagnosis. Last week, episode 19, we discussed should rehab be hard? And in this particular episode, we discussed uh, the layout of rehab that might be the most beneficial and most optimal for you and how some of the previously perceived notions that rehab should be hard or difficult or complex or make you sweat is not really true in how we really want to build a structure things in a way that fit your lifestyle the most so that you can be the most successful. Now, in this particular week, we're discussing a prerequisite to that, right? You have to know what you're dealing with before you can start the rehab. You have to know what uh, the issue is, how to address it before implementing those particular steps. And some individuals may refer to this as a diagnosis. Now, I'm going to talk to you today about how you don't always want a diagnosis. And I know you might be thinking, what? Grant, are you kidding me? I want to know what's wrong with me. And that's the exact topic that I'm going to discuss. So before I dive into this, let me give you a little bit of um, context and a little bit of a background. I want you to remember when you were a little kid, okay? It was always so much fun to talk to your friends about who had the most broken bones or maybe your friend has a cast, Everyone's signing it, and that's a topic of discussion for a very long time. Um, and you're, you know, you're growing up. Oh no, I, I, I broke my foot one time. I broke my wrist one time. It's something that kids actually talk a lot about. It's a monumental experience, certainly, and it stands out in their mind. And it's something that they kind of carry with them. It's, it's a noteworthy fact. Now I'm going to give a silly example about myself. Okay, uh, when I was younger, I had multiple ear infections, a lot of ear issues when I was growing up. And I believe one of the doctors had said, oh my gosh, you know, his, his eardrums, I think my eardrums had like popped a few times. I had multiple ear infections because um, I wouldn't signal to my mom that I was in pain. I would just like deal with it. This is when I was quite, quite young, quite young. And I would develop bad ear issues until, you know, obviously it was to the point where I would, you know, either be crying or whatever. My mom would go get me treatment and the doctor would be like, oh my gosh, like this is really bad. And so at some point they had mentioned, you know, his, his eardrums had, or whether this happened or not, maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly. It doesn't matter. I'm a kid, right? That's the point of this story is at some point along the way, someone had mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised if you already had some hearing loss in one of your ears because, you know, of these repeated issues. Maybe it was my right one or whatever. And I would talk about that all the time and it's quite silly, right? Like if we were, um, if I was at a friend's house and, uh, we were like in the pool or something, and this is actually something that would be true. I would be quite sensitive, sensitive to pressure changes. That might be a residual effect. Like if I would dive down a little bit too deep, it would be a little bit more sensitive on my ears than others. But I would always like, I'd want, I'd want to bring it up. I'd want to bring it up. Hey, you know, no, I, I actually, I already have hearing loss. You know, I'd be saying that as like a 10 year old or something. I already have hearing loss. Yeah. I had so many issues. I have hearing loss and I would like brag about it. Right. It'd, it'd be like this noteworthy thing. And, and I think the real intention there is because I'm trying to bring up a noteworthy fact about myself to gain interest. Right. It's something that I was carrying with me. 
that I thought was interesting that I could put on myself. Hey, I have hearing loss. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I have something wrong with me. It's a unique phenomenon that a lot of people do. Being able to discuss what's wrong with ourselves almost in a way that it's like a trophy is something that is unique. And this is where a diagnosis can become very harmful. So if these traits as a young kid, you know, telling people, oh, did you know I broke my foot one time? Yeah, I broke my foot. I broke my foot. Or uh, yeah, I already have hearing loss. Oh my gosh. And continue to tell people and tell people and carry that with you. If these traits carry from adolescence to adulthood, then that's where significantly greater consequences can occur um, in multiple areas with the injury itself and with the influences and the impact that it has on your life and those around you. Many people, when they're dealing with a low back issue, you know, I talk to people all the time, they want to know, I need a proper diagnosis. I need a diagnosis. I need to know what's wrong. And I will always tell someone what I think the issue is, or rather what I think will make it better, but I'm not a fan of diagnoses. I'm not a fan of that. I try to not discuss that. That's actually one of the things that I do. I try to not discuss diagnoses. And here's why. Because if we're always looking for a label, and once again, I don't blame anyone for wanting to know what the issue is. That is not the main premise of today's episode. I do not blame you for wanting to know what the issue is. But what you care the most about is how to make it better. And the phrasing of these things is crucial. So the way that a diagnosis can be harmful is if someone is dying to know, quote, what's wrong with them, and a doctor tells them, you have an extremely bad disc herniation. There it is. Everything that they were looking for. And they go, okay, I have something to blame now. Not all people, but some, will take that label. They will put that label on their Facebook bio. They will put it on their Instagram bio. They will start making nonstop posts about it. Oh my gosh, my discrimination's today. They're this, they're that. Oh, they're so bad. And it will consume them. That label that they were yearning for, they officially have it and they are running with it and they're telling all their friends, they're telling all their family, they're telling social media, they have a label. Just like that little kid, like me running around. Oh my gosh, I have hearing loss. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It's the same thing. Some people do this, not all, not all. Some people do this when they receive a diagnosis. And that's what makes a diagnosis harmful is because if the education behind it is not there and I just tell someone, yes, you have a bad disc herniation that immediately elicits fear, anxiety. Most people, when they hear that term disc herniation, they think drugs or surgery, which should not be the case. We recover uh, disc related issues all the time without that. I don't, it should not be so closely associated with those terms, but it is due to how it's been managed incorrectly over the last many years. And it, it's something that you will hold on to, that you have the potential to hold on to, I should say, and to carry with you as a burden. And you can become obsessed with it. You become obsessed with your pain. You become obsessed with your diagnosis. This can happen. 
And it's very difficult to let it go when you have a label. You might be at a family event and someone starts a pickup football game. Oh, I can't. I have a disc herniation. Basketball game. I can't have a disc herniation. Hey, let's go do this or that. I have a disc herniation, guys. You have something to blame. You have a label that you find yourself using more and more and more and more and it becomes part of your identity. Your diagnosis can become your identity. This happens to people. This happens to people. Look in people's Instagram bios. That's the first thing they want you to know about them is their problems. That's a very, very dangerous mentality to have. So what can be a lot more beneficial at certain times is first off, understanding that you are not your diagnosis. Even if someone did describe to you your issue in such a poor way. Yes, uh, Mrs. Jones, you have an extremely bad disc herniation. I advise you stop moving, stop squatting, stop deadlifting, stop doing everything you love, stop your job. <laughs> it sounds like I'm joking. I've actually heard this before. <laughs> okay, it's, it's pretty bad out there, guys. Uh, even if that's your situation and you're very, very strong-willed and y- you got your head on your shoulders right and you can properly confront that information and not let it take you over, uh, you know, that's the best thing you can ask for. And understanding that you are not your diagnosis is the most important thing. You are not your diagnosis. You may have been diagnosed with a disc herniation, but you can recover from it. You can get back to living your life. You can resolve that. No problem. It is not you. The disc herniation is not you. The disc herniation is not you. It will never be you. You can overcome it. Do not let it consume you. Now, on the other end, as I stated, I don't like diagnoses. I don't like to say that. I say these terms differently and I describe these things differently. So if someone comes to me and they have a low back issue, they have sciatica going down the leg and they want to know, Grant, I want to know what's wrong with me. I like to tell them what's right with them first. Let's say we go through our assessment And I see some movements that trigger their symptoms. Oh, that movement triggers your sciatica. This movement triggers the low back. Okay. But these other movements, your motion's great. You move really well through these things. Your hips, oh, they're moving great. When you do your squat, yeah, your ankles, your ankles are moving really good. I like to tell people what's right with them first before saying, quote, what's wrong with them. Tell them what's right with them. Tell them what they have going for them. Why their odds are so good. Oh, Mrs. Jones, you're so fit. You've been active at your local gym for the last 10 years. You're in great shape. You're not overweight. You know, your, your most recent blood work is awesome. You stay active. You try to go on daily walks, even though you're dealing with this issue. That's amazing. You have a lot of great things going for you. And that just improves your chances. Keep doing that. Your joint health is awesome. Your muscular health is awesome because of how healthy you've maintained. Okay. Tell them that. Let's start the message off as good as we can. And then when they want to know, quote, what's wrong with them, instead of saying, I believe you have a disc herniation, that's not what I'll say. Okay. I'll tell them what's right with them. And if they truly want to know, yes, I just, I just want to know what do you, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? If they really want to know, then I'll say, yeah. It seems like you have some classic lower back issues that might be related to a little bit of irritation, maybe around the joints and around the discs. They're all kind of together, a little bit of irritation around there that's causing some of that sciatica to go down the leg, but it's nothing that's uncommon. It's nothing I haven't seen. It's nothing to be concerned about. 
This is your run-of-the-mill, classic lower back issue that we see every week, and your prognosis is incredible based on the results you just got during our assessment. How much better is that than, yeah, Mrs. Jones, you have a really bad disc herniation because you have sciatica going down the leg. We'll see what we can do, but you need me in order to resolve it, or you need surgery, whoever the provider is that's saying that sort of information. You see what I mean? The phrasing changes everything. And most of the time, if someone isn't asking me, Grant, so what do you think is wrong? What do you think is wrong? I won't even say. I won't bring it up. We'll go through the assessment. We'll say, all right, Mrs. Jones, at the beginning of the assessment, you know, bending forward was very difficult. You couldn't get past your knees. You felt the low back pain. You felt the sciatica down to the knee. Bending backwards, very strict, very limited going back. Uh, squatting, you felt, you know, that flare up of the sciatica kind of in your glute. Yeah, these things at the first assessment, they weren't very good. But now we did those couple of movements within five minutes. Now you can bend forward further with less sciatica. You can bend backwards further. Your range of motion is improved. You can squat deeper and you don't feel that glute bugging you. So these movements we found, these are going to help you get better. And we're going to progress these movements. We're going to build on these movements. We're going to build a plan that's structured around these particular kind of issues that these movements help, and you're going to be just fine. And they say, awesome. That's all they need to know. And I don't even say what I think is wrong with them because it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I'm going to tell someone what's right with them, what they have going for them, how it's so amazing that we just found the movements that are going to get them out of their situation that they can do on their own wherever they are in the world and that we're going to be just fine coaching through this issue together as a team and resolve it and get them back to their goals. And if they really want to know, you know, what's wrong? I want to know what's wrong, which is completely fine. It's completely fine. I'm not saying that's a negative at all. I would want to know what the issue is too with certain things that I'm dealing with. Absolutely. If they want to know, the phrasing is what matters. And the amount of information matters too. So if I truly believe, you know, if they were to go get an MRI and they were going to medical diagnosis on them, if I truly believe it was a disc herniation, then I would phrase it differently as I said earlier. Irritation around the disc, irritation around the joints, but we found movements and you're going to be just fine. It's not uncommon. It's not unusual. You fit a particular pattern, a, a common pattern that we see, and your recovery is highly, 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 highly likely. You have a fantastic prognosis and there's nothing to worry about. Okay? Your phrasing matters. Your words matter. And sometimes a diagnosis can be harmful. A diagnosis can be dangerous depending on who is giving it and who is receiving it. So don't let these diagnoses, don't let these words consume you. Do not let them overtake you. Do not let them become your identity. They are not your identity. Don't put them in your Instagram bio. Don't post about them all day on Facebook. Do not let them consume your identity because you need to understand that this is a temporary obstacle that you will overcome with the right guidance and you'll get right back to doing the things that you love and doing the things that you want to do without issues. And I promise that. So this is a temporary bump in the road. It is not your identity. You are not your diagnosis. And as long as you're motivated and committed to resolving it and you'll continue to seek 
help and take advice instead of trying to guess through these things on your own, then you're, you're going to overcome it. You're going to get back to your life in no time. Maybe it'll just take a few months and you're going to forget about it. It's going to be in the past. And you're like, oh yeah, there was one time 10 years ago, I had a little bit of a low back issue, but you know, I had a good coach. We resolved it. No problem. That's going to be your story. Not 10 years of chronic pain. I can't go to these activities, guys. I have disc herniations. Oh, they can't be fixed. No one can help me. They can't be fixed. It's just the way that I am. Don't label yourself. Don't let it consume you. Seek help. Resolve these issues the right ways in ways that you can maintain the changes for the rest of your life by learning how you can fix your low back. And if you're looking for help, let me know. I'd be honored to help and we can meet together, go through an assessment and find those right movements for you without any fearful or harmful language. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to Apple, leave a five-star rating if you feel as though it deserves it, leave a review, that would be helpful for others reading as well because it does help the podcast reach more people. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and please subscribe to the channel as well. And if you know anyone who is struggling with low back issues, please share this information with them so that they can gain hope, so they can learn more about how to approach lower back issues and the right mindset that goes with that. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.